0: Plushcare.com/slash/weightloss. Who's
1: on the other end? That's the second
2: time it has gone off. Never go home. They never go home. They never go home. those does does why? That's yeah. <laughs> they have asked for that, really.
1: Yeah, oh, you can laugh. i the World Cup. I'm a little bit of an idealist. But having said that, I want to be like me. You well, don't know what you're talking about. What well, yeah. if you want know, like to stay alive for I six months, I've got to leave I'd say it to your face, face. I'm not say it to you I am down one field and we'll see them, won't we? What you're doing down
0: here, you're showing me, man. Oh, yeah, you read the blurb, right? This is a bonus Irish Times second captain's football podcast. Hi, Ken.
1: Hi, Owen. How are you? Bloody
0: great, Ken. Bloody great. The situation is this. We told you on Monday that you'd have to wait until Friday for your next hit because St. Patrick's Day is falling on a Thursday this year. But I don't know. We got back to the office and just couldn't shake that feeling of guilt, Ken. It was written all over your beautiful face.
1: Oh, that was just tiredness. <laughs> I, I actually wasn't feeling guilty in the, in the slightest amount. but uh...
0: I was, and felt that it just wasn't fair to ask our podcast addicts to survive till the end of the week without a re-up. So we decided. I decided. Ken. We all decided as a group. We'll give them something to tie them over. That's something. It just happens to be a face-to-face meeting with a Premier League, European Championship, and World Cup winner.
2: corner les Brésiliens. Pied gauche toujours. Et ballon écarté, Dugarry qui était venu à 16 mètres 50. À gauche, il revient le palais brésilien. Allez, à gauche, Emmanuel Petit. Allez, à gauche, à gauche. Petit à gauche et but, troisième et et de but, but d'Emmanuel Petit qui marque à la dernière minute. Tout délire dans le stade de France, 48e minute. Emmanuel Petit qui était parti de ses 16 mètres 50.
0: Yeah, that's our big guess today, just scoring the final goal in a 3-0 round of Brazil in the 1988. 1998 World Cup final. It's no big deal there, Ken. Were you supporting Petit and his boys on the on the day?
1: I was. I was supporting France on the day. Not um, Brazil? Not the
0: Samba boys of Brazil? You no, know,
1: Ronaldo was really the only player, well, maybe Rivaldo as well, but there weren't too many other likeable players in that Brazil team. Mm. There was something just a little off-putting about them, a little bit corporate and manufactured. I remember they'd done their airport ad around that time, and they, it was quite kind of it was a good ad. Well, Roberto Carlos was in that team. What he Yeah, I didn't really like Roberto Carlos <laughs> at the time, to be honest. There was just something a little bit too kind of uh, glossy and manufactured about the Brazil team. And I remember there one thing that was really off-putting about them was their awful uh, strip. It was horrific it it was green all over it you know it was nike had just done a terrible job i'm pretty sure it was the france 98 brazil strip was was pretty maybe I'm thinking of the That's all right. you had some. I, I don't know either. I'm against their strip anyway in my head
0: yeah well I was for some reason blindly behind France as well I just I like the story I like Zidane I like their players I like Petit and, and Vieira and Petit himself was in Dublin today doing a load of promotional interviews with Carlsberg to announce their probably the biggest Euro 2016 ticket giveaway in Ireland you can get onto facebook.com forward slash Carlsberg for your chance to win one of 1100 match tickets for the Euros now the way these things work is you're allotted a certain amount of time in this case 20 minutes to chat to the person in question, Emmanuel Petit here. Uh, We'd intended by Talking a bit about France 98 at the start, the cultural significance of that multicultural French team and whether it's asking too much of a football team to actually be any more than just a football team, whether they really do have to be some sort of beacons of hope in society or whatever. And we'd planned to talk about some other stuff. But he seemed very engaged and more than happy to delve into the heavy socio-political conversation we were having. So we mostly went with that. Seems like a good guy. It was great to chat to him. And we hope you enjoy the conversation. Here's Emmanuel Petit.
2: Let's start the fight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's start.
0: I didn't realize we were fighting. Oh, I should say, Emmanuel, you uh, were a little bit stiff looking coming down the stairs. There, everything okay?
2: Yeah, I'm back to gym, and uh, you know I'm 46 almost, and uh, I've been uh, resting my body for the last 10 years um, after the, uh, I retired from football because of my leg. Um, you know, they, they cut my my leg in two parts, uh, big injury. So my body, my mind uh, needed a rest for. Couple of years, and uh, I went. I went back to gym a uh, couple of uh, six months ago, and I'm working very hard. I lost five kilos. and am getting sharp again, and uh, my mind uh, feel very, very clear and fresh now.
1: Do you find it uh, when I mean when you stop? You've been your whole life an athlete, and then yes. for ten years yes. to to rest. Uh, was that not a real psychological kind of? Do you know? Are you not kind of addicted to physical movement? You know, as as a, as a professional athlete.
2: No, I think. Uh, uh, when you do something or, or when you eat something too much then you can be discussed as well about that and uh, that happened to me when I retired when I was 34 years old uh, my body and my mind uh, that they were keeping on telling me all the time this is it, it's enough now your body uh, it's done, You. I was waking up every morning with um, pain everywhere in my body and uh, you know when it's like this days after days weeks after weeks then mentally it's quite difficult to, uh, to handle and uh, with the pressure from uh, the clubs the fans and everything one day you have to say uh, it's, it's over I have to stop you know I don't have uh, the strength to do it anymore. Are you able to play football again now? No really I'm 46 but uh, I'm very happy uh, because of this operation uh, more than 10 years ago. I can bend my knee now, and I can run after my kids, my daughters on the beach, uh, playing football with them all the time, so I can do sports, I'm quite happy, because I was very scared back in the days, uh, that time, I couldn't bend my my knee anymore, and uh, he was so swollen as well, so I was uh, very, very worried about it. You also have... Can be
0: very satisfied with a great career that you can look back on now. Um, a very stupid question, but the <laughs> the last time there was a major tournament in France, of course, it was in 1998, and you scored one of the goals in the
2: World Cup final. Is that the greatest moment of your career? That year, yeah, obviously uh, winning a World Cup. I think it's, uh, it's the main target for for footballers. Uh, representing your own country is quite uh, different feelings when you play for your club. Um, but that year. I think uh, was the greatest year of my life, as in terms of sport, huh? not uh, privately. Uh, I won the, the the championship with Monaco, and I left. A couple of weeks after that, we won. Uh, a couple of months, we won uh, the double with Arsenal. Then we won the World Cup, and then we won the Charity Shield with our, with Arsenal. So, except the European Cup, the following year we lost in the final with Arsenal. Mm. I think uh, you can imagine. Uh, My pleasure um, during the the three years I had with Arsenal.
1: Well, I mean, what about your pleasure during the summer? I mean, when you reach the peak like that, when you win everything, did you then kind of feel, how do I go on from this? What's next for me to do as a football player?
2: Yeah, this is a question uh, a simple person can ask to himself every morning when he wakes up, you know. When you do great things, you know, in your life, I mean, professionally, um, uh, even privately as well, It's quite difficult, you know, to endure because um, you push your own limits all the time. And uh, you know that uh, you cannot push them until a certain limit. You know that one day it will come back to you, Mm. uh, but you have to accept it. Uh, You know, I'm very philosophical about Mm. that. I think um, uh, if you are performing very well, then you have to enjoy your time and then one day if some things happen in the opposite way then you have to accept it as well this is life you know you cannot win every day it's impossible
1: mm. the french team that year well, i know that a lot of it kind of you you won the world cup and then it became this story of something more than football yes. um this this idea of the team as a symbol you know it was, uh,
2: it was. yeah
1: did, was it something that you felt it, at the time that when you, when it was actually happening did you feel okay this is more yes. than just a
2: Yes, our generation, um, the fact we want to walk up at home, uh, that time, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but uh, in 1997, 1998, we had uh, um, uh, big troubles with the suburbs in Paris. Um, some streets were burning. We had so much uh, political and social uh, trouble uh, back in the days, and which actually they're still here, I think, more important than 17 years ago. But um the fact we won the World Cup had big impact on the French population because all of a sudden um people French people from the street or even bosses from companies they were recognising themselves through this uh, this team. Uh we were representing very well friends uh and during this period from uh, uh, we we were we are all French, but from uh, African countries, from Maghreb countries, uh, just like Carombo from uh, uh, the Kanak, you know, or azu the Basque, or even uh, Turam or Dosaï uh, from African country, or uh, Vieira or Zidane, uh, the Kabil. So we are all mixed. This is our history in France since a long time, you know. We are all come from different countries, different uh, backgrounds, different cultures, different religions. And this is my country since I'm born, you know. But when we won the World Cup in 1998, because of what happened that time, I thought we could have a big impact on the politics. And uh, when I see 17 years after that what's happening actually in my country, I'm quite scared, yeah.
0: Is it expecting too much of a football team to have that sort of an impact because the same questions, the same hopes are being attached in a different way to the current France team after the Paris attacks last year and the situation that you talk about. Is it expecting too much for a football team to
2: be an example? Yeah, to
0: to be an example, to be anything more than just
2: a football uh, team. It's funny you ask me this question because (laughs) somebody asked me the same question yesterday in France. I said, um, sometimes I'm I'm a little bit uh, tired of trying to be uh, the perfect person all the time because I'm a sportman. I know that sport is a, it's a life school, you know, but uh, we are not uh, responsible for everything happening into the society. We are perfectib- perfectible sometimes, we are just human beings, we can do mistakes. The reason why there is uh, such a big uh, uh, bad uh, image and publicity Surrounding the the French national team, actually, is because of what happened since the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Mm. Starting from Nice now, then the 2012, the European Tournament as well, the behavior of some players. Then it happened again, and then uh, came Deschamps, tried to change many things, but once again, Benzema, Six Steps, with Valbena. uh, So it's like... We feel shame since uh, four or five years now with the national team. It's completely the opposite from what the French people used to live with uh, our generation and after that as well when they they went into the World Cup final in 2006. It's like um, there is a a big disillusion um, and sometimes as well uh, some anger from French people uh about some players representing France into the national team uh, because of their background because of probably the signification of their name uh, it's a reality where uh, we have to face it and uh, i think uh, we need to stick all together as a country
1: i remember when i went to uh, i was in france uh, in 2004 ireland played france in like paris it was yes. like a nil nil draw um, i remember uh, you know, a waiter in the restaurant before the we were on our way to the game that day, and the waiter was like, "You know, this isn't France." And, and I was like, "You know, what are you talking about?" And he goes, "This is just a team of blacks." This mm-hmm. was this is what the waiter said. This is 2004. I thought this was six years after this multiracial French team had had been so successful, but this is still what his attitude is. And you see, you seem to be saying that that's still still the same.
2: Yeah? Still the same. Uh, uh, for me, I'm not surprised. Uh, We know before we won the World Cup, we received so much criticism because of that as well. Mm. A lot of politics, a lot of people as well, they were saying that publicly, you know. They were saying, uh, this is not a a French national team. There is too many blacks and Arabs into this team. I didn't didn't know that... uh, to be a French guy, you, you need to be from generation and generation here, and even those people, because we are not sure 100 percent they are 100 percent French blood. Mm. You know what I mean. So if there is one thing I've learned in sport, there is no racism in sport.: We don't care if your teammate is black or yellow whatsoever, we don't care. Honestly, we never cared about that. Hmm. But apparently there is some people who care about that and uh, apparently as well there is some people in football who care about that as well
1: yeah I mean this this euro comes I mean every, everybody knows what's happened in France in the, in the last year um, and I you, you almost get the sense that what happened in Paris last year was so bad mm. that it seemed like almost do we have to have this tournament now you know do you, do you get the sense that that people are that, that maybe the tournament can, can help with that with that's sort removed of For
2: many reasons. You're right when you say that. Uh, first of all, of course, obviously, uh, for the security. Um, I know that uh, the French government has, has increased 15% of its own budget you know, for the security is coming soon. I'm not sure how they can do that, because um, it's not a question of money, it's a question of man. Our police are is so tired, actually, since a year. They have been so... They have been on the pitch every day, single day. They are they, they can't sleep anymore. They are living under such pressure from the politics, from from the the French people as well. They are doing a great job actually. And uh, when I look at them all the time, because every time I wake up and I and I bring my, my my daughter to school, I always cross the army all the time. The police, they are here in the street. On the 24 hours per day, you know, and uh, that's been like this for months and months so I think people don't realize what they're doing actually the sacrifices they're making every single day because apparently we're in war but against who it's invo- invisible. Apparently uh, we're fighting against a, a big terrorist attack all the time but we have to understand that those persons who give their lives for our security we need sometimes to show them more respect as well because uh, that's why I said when I look at the FA Cup in England you know the protocol before the game with all the, the representatives of the security, security of the nations uh, I would like that to be uh, as well uh, in France and uh, when I look at the security actually when I look at uh, what is in French mind we have so many troubles actually in terms of security, in terms of um, uh, economically, socially. People are coming down, uh, walking down the street every single day, every single week now, complaining about uh, the money, about uh, the jobs, about every single thing. It's, it's been since I'm alive since the, I understand the situation, economically, politically, socially, for me, this is the most difficult time I have lived in France. And we have to prepare European tournament, Roland Garros, Tour de France, uh, so many important uh, sport events. That means a lot of security, more money spent from the, the French people on taxes. you know, when so this is why I think uh, when you look at the whole situation it's you you we must show more respect for police but we must as well respect what the majority said all the time about uh, using public money
1: When you say uh, that in <clears throat> that in 1998 you you and other players on the team were kind of aware of how the team was seen as a symbol uh, do you think that The players in this France team now, going into this tournament, will also be aware that this may be... I mean, what do you think is, you know, do you think that someone like Paul Pogba feels like um, a greater sense of responsibility or pressure? (laughs) (laughs) No? Maybe not?
2: I don't want to be rude with the new generation, but... I don't want to say that 100% of the new players of this generation are the same, because that's not true, but there is a big majority in these players, uh, everywhere in the world. They only care about themselves, about their own image, they are more focused about uh, how many followers they have on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat or whatsoever, instead of are we going to win the next game are we going to make the, our fans proud are we going to pay back the money we received all the time it's like they are more focused on the haircut, on the tattoos on whatsoever it's, I know so in my time it was quite the same with some players did but you not get
1: uh, did, you, did people not say oh Petit look at his hair, who does he think he is back in, you know, back in the day
2: I've got long hair, Yeah, that's it yeah. maybe one day I will do tattoos as well But, you know, before showing off all the time, just prove your value. Not on six months, on years and years. If you pretend to be the star you think you are, then you have to prove it all the time. Not, you know, on the social networks, but on the pitch. Surely, though, given
0: the direct proximity of the players to the tragedy of Paris... Uh, I mean they were playing the match at night uh, The relatives of, of one of the players Was, was uh, a cousin of one of the players Was killed Surely they would be aware of Themselves as being Able to play a role A bit above the football the, ha, ha, You don't get the sense that even this new generation Feels more of a responsibility Since the Paris attacks Than they would have beforehand
2: I hope so I hope you're right I hope, um, but those the majority of the players, you know, they live abroad. They don't live in France, so they they've read uh, what happened, you know, through newspapers on TVs, and I'm pretty sure they've been shocked about it. But uh, they don't live the same thing we are living actually, especially in Paris. And uh, as I said, they're still very good players with a very good personality with a very good heart, but. For me, it's a minority now. Playing for the national team just—it's uh, just, a, a just a question of image now. Mm-hmm. For the, mass, the vast majority now, they, they take this just because they know that uh, that will bring sponsors, that will bring a good image for them. But uh, as I said, playing for the national team is not football.
0: What could that change if if they bring in? Zidane, Zidane walks in you go in there Turam walks in the, the, before the tournament starts and explains to the players how much this should mean to them do you think that could happen would you be willing to do that
2: maybe I would shock pers- uh, some people you know but, uh do they know us <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: who's this guy they might I mean, say I interesting
2: okay? about the history of their own country I'm not saying that about the politics social economics because I know the history the of my country for centuries, I know the story, the story of my country in sports, especially in football, I can name you the men's you know in 1930, you know, but do they know what uh, the old players, former players have done before them? Ask just a simple question, they can give me the answer. You have actually asked them this question? Have you no, talked to these guys? I asked them the question. Oh, if, if I was to know, ask. Yeah.
1: Is, it, is it, though, kind of just the way things are now? I mean, for instance, you know, <coughs> Arsenal are often being criticized now for, oh, you know, putting up selfies of themselves after winning a game or the dressing room picture in every game. I, I mean, do you? I don't know how many pictures you have of you and Vieira and in the dressing room back in the day. Maybe you've got a couple... But if you'd had, you know, Twitter and Snapchat or whatever, I'm sure you would have been there every day. No. People would have said you were obsessed no, with,
2: no. no. Because I don't have Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, no, whatsoever. What if, what if you were,
1: you know, if you were 27, 28 and, I understand and, a, and a, me, a football so, team? You know. I understand.
2: Uh, you, you think, people are passionate about the social networks. I totally understand that. Hmm. And uh, to be honest with you, I think it's in some way it's a very good thing. But my life, I want it private. So uh, I don't have to go on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat to, to tell what I'm doing every single so why, day. Why
1: do you think they'll do it? Why do you think they'll do
2: that now? Well, you know why. Well, not, not really. It's, it's difficult for me to understand. Don't be naive. <laughs> Honestly, now you can monetize the numbers of followers you have on Facebook. Right. I'll take you an example. Cristiano Ronaldo on Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat, I think, I think he totalized... 200 million fans, followers, er, across the world. Mm. The, most, the five most successful sportsmen in the U.S. totalize the same amount of followers. Right. So, Cristiano alone by himself, does it better. And you can monetize this. For example, if I am a big brand, international brand, mm. and I want to use Cristiano Ronaldo image, I'm not going to call his agent... I'm not going to say we're going to do TV sports for two years or radio or newspapers, whatever, and that will cost this this amount of of money. I will ask Cristiano: can you wear my shoes and take a picture and post it on your social medias? Mm -hmm. You're going to touch 200 million people in one single minute. Mm. So it's going to cost me at least four or five times less money than if I I do it on TV. And I will touch five more people you know uh, screw your social media than instead of on television you think it's all about money now it's because it is becoming a big interest from uh, famous people because they can monetize this all the time okay well emmanuel we're
0: out of time here you've got another couple of conversations (laughs) (laughs) to have no but uh, i think we know we can't follow you on twitter
2: because uh, you're not around there (laughs) is a yeah there is accounts you know my name but this is not me so don't (laughs) Just be aware that every time you post something and you think you are connected with me, it's not me.
0: Emmanuel, great to talk to you. Uh, we hope you enjoy next summer and best of luck in the gym.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm back in the gym, so I'm just halfway now. <laughs> Thank you.
0: There you go, Emmanuel Petit. Uh, really nice guy and a bit of a thinker. Not afraid to go into a bit of depth on tricky enough topics there. I like
1: it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting to hear him say that... Um, at the time, even in, you know the the whole story of the nineteen ninety eight team, that it wasn't just a kind of a story that was made up after the fact, uh, you know, uh, people seeing, th- reading things into the story after it happened, but rather that while it was happening, the players themselves felt as though there was a kind of a greater importance to what they were doing, uh, that they could be uh, a symbol that the country needed at that time. I think it is very interesting to hear. Uh, that that was playing a, a part in at least some of their heads uh, at well, the time. Well,
0: Turan Blanc, you know, there were quite a few thinkers at Deschamps. I would, I, 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 he seems like a smart guy. Well, a barrack
1: room lawyer, I might say.
0: A busy little so and so, but yeah, there, I can imagine there might have been some conversations aside from just tactics during that tournament. Which, which would be nice. there was a touch of the former footballer being a grouchy old man towards the current crop. Uh, as the as the conversation progressed. But yeah. Maybe yeah,
1: so. Pogba and the boys, whether they're going to be up to... Um, Carrying the torch. And it's, yeah, a heavy enough torch this time around, so...
0: It was the Diara who I was reaching for there, just checking up the French player who lost a relative in the Paris attacks. His cousin died, and Anto- Antoine Griezmann had a sister in the Bataclan, but she managed to get out, which is just, just what I was trying to get at there with Petit was... I mean, surely if these guys are ever going to think about anything beyond just football, it's the fact that they were in the stadium when this when the stadium was attacked and one of them lost a relative and another one very nearly lost his sister in the other attacks.
1: Yeah, when you hear the actual bombs going off while you're playing in a match, I think it does tend to create a connection between the, the wider story and the, and, the, and the footballer right now.
0: There you go. There's your quick fix. Don't bother scrolling through on Thursday, desperately hoping two new podcasts will pop up on your feed. It's not going to happen, folks. It's cold turkey on Thursday, St Patrick's Day, but on Friday we'll be back, ready to react to Manchester United versus Liverpool in the Europa League and also the All Ireland Club Finals, which are on on Paddy's Day. Kent, thanks so much.
1: Thank you too. Huh? Thanks for listening. See you. How is that? That's the second time it's gone off never go home. They never go never gone, never gone, never gone. That's, that's, that's...